Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. Hey, Chris Emke. And we're joined today with a special guest host, Steve Gadd. How's it going, guys? Doing great. Steve, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Man, how long of a drive is it from the Canadian lands? Oh, uh, from where I'm at, uh, it was about nine hours down here. Ooh, ooh. Now, Steve, you're coming in all the way from Mississauga? Yep. Canada, basically Toronto. Uh, and Drake land. What do you do? <laughs> What's that? What What do you do? Why would well, our listeners do do? Uh, yeah. notice you in the diesel industry? Yeah, so we do um, uh, we do tuning on all these diesel pickup trucks. Uh, I'd say that we specialize in uh, Duramax tuning, similar to what you guys do. Uh, we also offer tuning for Cummins and Power Stroke trucks. And where right. are you from? What's that? The the company. Oh. Motor ops, of course. There you go. <laughs> you need that information, right? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, Steve, you've been over at Motor Ops since the inception. Uh, you've been the first one there and still standing, so that's a yeah. great thing, uh, really helping pushing that that Canadian company forward. And we did have you in-house today, so we thought we'd have you come in and sit down and talk a little bit about some of the stuff us awesome Americans are doing. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> Damn, that, dude. That just trying to some, throw jabs early, yeah, right? That could yeah, be like exactly. some like north side, south side, but yeah, it's not east or west. <laughs> Like, you better watch Mike's yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Why did Paul die? Who knows? Uh, from the safety of my podcast studio. Uh, <laughs> I have to put a gate. <laughs> yeah. Get a security guard up front. Yeah. Mm. So, so, but we do have Steve in house today. So we thought we'd have him come in and kind of sit in on the episode and talk to our listeners. Uh, we'll get into some some kind of special announcements and, and new products and things like that that you're working on uh, towards the end of the show. To kick us off, though, I did want to give a shout out to one of our main sponsors, of course, Duramax Tuner. Uh, they host the Diesel Insights video series. Yeah. And this is a series of videos that are really, in general, just about diesel trucks. Yeah, I mean, it's not one specific manufacturer, but the thing here is, is when you look at Ford, you look at Chevy, you know, you look at Dodge, it's a diesel engine. They all have the same type of internal workings, whether it's a V8, inline six, twin turbo, single turbo, it doesn't matter. Um, so the Diesel Insights pretty much is there to educate end users or maybe steer them into a direction, whether it's Diag, maybe you're buying your first vehicle. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of videos to kind of offer something to anyone yeah uh currently 52 videos in that playlist that's crazy so you can actually go on duramax tuners youtube channel i'm sure that's easy to find and uh look for the playlist there's 52 videos inside of the diesel insight series our last one that we recorded a little bit less educational a little bit more just fun and that was the humvee video so that's a fun truck that is a fun truck lbz humvee ran 1280 at 106 miles an hour at the quarter mile uh, went straight up 45, 50 miles an hour sideways through the dirt over rolling hills. Uh, I took it, it for ice cream with my daughter. <laughs> I, I did that. Dude, what it's, is 106 miles an hour like? Uh, it is terrible because I can't like, even imagine. <laughs> the, the turbocharger, so it has one of our Stell 67 VVTs on there. Uh, and even I, I drove it prior with the stock turbo and it was loud and in the 67 it was just unbearing but uh so the turbo's right there in your in the dog box which is like right next to your knee so right. like the what turbo's right feel, there right? where your feet and your the throttle pedal and stuff is that's the engine so like that thing loves like 2800 rpm 3000 rpm with the gearing that's in it just <laughs> like you're driving and you're like oh my god and, and blair has a sound system in there like this badass alpine sound system and you have to like Blare it all the way, Blare it. <laughs> yeah, 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 love it. 
just to be able to like hear something other than the engine noise. Yeah. And this is like a straight up like military edition Humvee where it's all vinyl like doors, like cloth doors. Like, uh, yeah, it's a ragtop. Yeah, dude, it is like the most loud. Like, it's cool for five minutes. There's right, no carpeting right, right. inside. No, There's yeah. no sound dampening. So to do it's a hundred, raw aluminum. Yeah. So to do 108 in the quarter or 106, whatever the mile an hour was, like, good for Mike, the guy that was driving it. Like. A mechanic yeah, with roughly six passes under his belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, good for him. <laughs> good for him. He loved it, though, man. Yeah, it looked great. A uh, bunch of videos on that. And then, actually, our next one uh, coming up is going to be an air-to-fuel ratio uh, where we had Nick really kind of break down what that is. Talks a lot about lambda, stoichiometric um, numbers. And, and, and a, we also interpret that for those of us that aren't total diesel nerds who, who don't understand that stuff. So yeah. really good place to go to, like you said, Chris, just learn more about diesel in general. I think, you know, that video is going to be a, a fairly big success because it, unfortunately in this industry right now, this day and age, uh, a lot of people, when they look at diesels, well, if it blows black smoke, it makes power. That's not necessarily the case. And I think yeah. diving into some of this is going to give people a little bit more insight as, Black smoke's just an incorrect or improper tuned truck. Right. You know, th there is more that goes into it. Right. So I'll be excited for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. And then to to jump over to Exergy's do's and don'ts, we actually have uh, a special spot here this week. Uh, we have a an example, uh, a story that I would say is probably more of a conglomerate of a, of a lot of stories kind of put together to really show the point that we run into um, – and then we'll we'll play that for you, and then the three of us will talk a little bit about it. Okay. Driving 740 miles from Cookville, Texas to Commerce, Georgia is about an 11-hour trip in my 02 LV7. So when I had to make a 1,600-mile trip up to Belgrade, Montana for Christmas, I figured 24 to 28 hours would be plenty of time. What I didn't factor in was the goddamn snow. I flew through Oklahoma and Kansas and even into Colorado with no issues. Approaching Denver on Route 70 West, uh, the noise first started. A slight ticking sound that seemed to get a little more pronounced when I was heading up a hill. At first I brushed it off, I figured it was an exhaust leak or something simple. Up with the radio. As I merged onto 25 North, I noticed the ticking was louder and seemed to track with RPM. But I had been driving for 20 hours at this point and figured maybe it was just time for a break. I still had nine hours at least left to drive. I found a cheap motel in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and I parked it for the night. In the morning when I fired up the truck, it, the ticking was even louder. I figured it was just because of the cold. Being from Texas, I've seen it drop to 35 degrees before once or twice, but that morning was colder than a frozen witch's tatas and a polar bear plunge. I started back out on 25 North. My radio was up now almost at a deafening level in an attempt to drown out the ticking sound coming from under my hood. Leaving Casper, Wyoming, it finally became clear my trusty LB7 wasn't gonna make it all the way to the destination. I pulled over onto the shoulder and I shut the truck off just as it began to snow. That fucking snow. Once it started, it seemed like it would never stop. It piled on my windows as the sound of the wind howled through the cab. My once cozy, warm interior was becoming my certain icy grave. I decided I couldn't wait for the tow truck I had called, and it was time to try to limp my Duramax to the next stop. As I cranked the key, my engine let out a terrible noise. Like the slow strangulation of a goose, it groaned as I held the key forward, trying to crank it over. Chug, 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 chug. 
It finally turned over, and then I immediately regretted this decision. The ticking was now a loud clatter, and it felt like the engine was going to rattle right out of the truck. I slowly dropped the gear lever to drive, flicked on my hazards, and started to apply the accelerator. While watching my mirrors vigilantly, I increased pressure on the right pedal, but I wasn't going anywhere. I could hear the spin and squeal of the tires against the frozen pavement. I knew it. I'm fucking stuck. Now I may be from Texas, but I ain't a fool. I figured I had to have something in the bed of the truck that could help me get this freezing cough in my truck was becoming back on the road. While I thought this, the clatter from under the hood felt like it was matching my raising blood pressure. I knew I had to hurry or this pile of shit wasn't going to make it not only to my destination, but it might not even make it to the next truck stop. I jumped out and I drudged through the thickening snow to reach my tailgate. As I opened my topper and dropped the gate, my heart sunk. There wasn't anything there. Nothing but a jack stand and a couple of empty Coors light cans. Fuck. All right, so yeah, so that is that is a tough situation, huh, guys? I wouldn't want to be in that situation by any means. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a tight one. Um, I, I think the, the do's and the don'ts out of this are pretty obvious, yeah. right? Uh, number one, don't ignore a noise. Like, like if, if a ticking is starting and you're noticing it and it's tracking at RPM and it's getting worse as you're approaching hills and, you know, things of that nature, don't just keep going. Yeah, I, I mean, truck's trying to tell you something there. Like, I think, you know, you look back at, you know, uh, you've traveled. I know Steve travels a lot. I, I travel a lot, maybe not in the winter months, but, you know, in the spring and summer months. Every time I'm about to go on a trip in my own stuff, especially like oil change, fuel filter replacement, you know, do a once over. Make sure the truck's good. If I don't drive my truck for a week or two prior, like I'll drive it a day or two just to get a couple miles, get everything flowing. Um, and when I'm going on an extended trip like that, you know, hauling a trailer, whatever the situation is, I always bring tools. Right. You know, just the bare minimum, uh, a bag per se, you know, a little tool bag of, of a couple. I have even seen your trips. tool bag in the yeah. back of the truck. Yes. You know, you, you have to. You know, you keep, <laughs> I have the Ram box now, so I keep them in the Ram box. Oh, classy. One side's a cooler. One side's a toolbox. Thank you, Dodge. You're on um, side. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and when you're operating the truck and it starts making a noise, you know, like Steve said, it the truck's, the truck's telling you something. Yeah. And you're in the middle of fucking nowhere, not where, you know, you're from or uh, accustomed to anything. Like, what do you what do? What do you do? Exactly. You know? I, I, that, and then they keep driving it. Like, that's... I would never... I, I mean, you got to remember. Turn on your music. Yeah. Ignore the noise. Just don't do that. And I think yeah. you got to remember the reality of this, though. We've all had a check engine light come on, and mm. instead of pulling over to read it with a scanner or to check it with with a tuning tool, you're like, nah, fuck it. I'll check it when I get to my next stop. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you're like, I'll push it a little bit. And I think we've all heard a noise and said, well, I think that might be an exhaust leak. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, and have... then it, it does start to get lighter. It tracks with RPM. So you're <laughs> like. Well, it could you, you start rationalizing? Well, it could be something simple. Well, what's nice too, y- you, you know, know, to kind of flip a uh, side note to that, you know, with a lot of the gauges and the tuners that are on the market right now, um, whether you have a RAM and it's an MM3 hardware or Easy Link or EFI or a simple edge monitor like a CTS, like a gauge display, yeah, you could easily be driving the truck. Oh, check engine light just appeared, check codes. Yeah. You know, yeah, at least you have a better understanding of what it is. Maybe it is something dumb and stupid. You clear it and continue going. But the fact that the truck was making a noise, you know, 
when it's ticking could be an injector it could be a fuel knock it could be you know and your valve lash it could be uh, a pipe it could be you know some type of an exhaust leak of some sort when it comes to ticking and, and you, you may know. not have a check engine light right you right, may right. hear a noise it may be a ticking it may be a clatter underneath yeah. it may be something with your four-wheel drive system or you know a shake in the steering yeah. wheel you're not going to get check engine lights for that type of shit like it's just it's not going to no, and even injector issues we've had a lot of guys no, come in sure, with smoked sure. injectors and they're like bro truck ran fine truck ran fine yeah. didn't even smoke no just haze at idle. It only made an extra, you know, two quarts of oil in between every <laughs> thousand miles. Yeah. But I, I, I would have to say, though, um, with the the noise, the sounds, you know, things like that, don't go and, like, Google, like, my truck's making this sound because Google's going to tell you the truck's about to burn down to the ground. Oh, no, please go to the Facebook forums and post on there. My truck's making a ticking yeah. sound with a short in-cab yeah. video of the sound. And then all the experts. That's called sarcasm, yeah. folks. All please don't do that. Yeah. Uh, it's real, really hard to diagnose it. And yeah. I suppose this is something we could ask Steve about. You've taken some phone calls over the years of guys asking questions about their trucks. Uh, when it comes down to an injector noise, I hear an injector noise. You had to have heard a customer say that before I take it. Yeah. yeah. Where do you go from there with that guy? Uh, I guess it depends on the description that the, that the customer is giving us on the phone. Um, a lot of times, you know, there's a lot that gets left out in a description. So <laughs> a lot of times we go right to a data log, um, see what the truck's doing, and uh, kind of narrow down that window that the customer is descri- describing uh, the injector noise or you know whatever it is that the customer is describing. We can really narrow it down and get a, a much better idea of, you know, what is actually going on because you know maybe they think they're hearing injector clatter or something like that but might be something else that's going on in the truck instead of you know that's causing that um so i'd say that's you know data logging is typically where we go um by the time the the customer reaches us it's there's usually an issue or there's usually (laughs) something that's actually going on because um you know at that point it's it's bothered them enough to make the call so it's you know it's got to be something serious yeah, I, I love that. I love relying on some sort of data with it. Um, yeah, yeah. Y- you know, I think that's where guys kind of lose sight. They're like, well, I don't have, you, you know, an, an expansive data logger, right? Like, I don't got a fleece data logger installed. It's not a race truck. Yeah, but you, you probably have a tuner, and that tuner probably has some sort of data logging capability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if not, much. you probably know somebody who does. Right, right, exactly. Or, you know, whoever you bought your tunes from, or, you know, they have the capabilities of running these data logs and supplying them to whoever your tuner is, and that's the most powerful information right there is the real information. Yeah. 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 Chris, you love getting data logs from customers. Absolutely. I love uh, I love, I love, love doing data logs on my own stuff and then giving them to the tuning department here at our shop. <laughs> uh, sure I, love, I love when we do test drives. You know, with customers, they come in for tunes. You know, we always log the truck before the truck leaves our shop. We just want to make sure that it is running correctly. And a data log is a very simple thing to perform. Uh, if, you know, for us, you know, uh, we're around it on a daily basis. So reading a data log is fairly simplistic. There's a couple of, you know, uh, ones that, you know, kind of throw you for a loop from time to time, kind of keeps things fresh in your mind, you know, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want someone calling our shop saying, Hey Chris, I heard you on the podcast talking about data logs. My truck does this. It sounds like this. It makes this uh, sound. I am automatically going to disregard what you said. (laughs) Do not explain a sound to me. It goes, er, chug it, chug it, chug it, What is that? Right. Sir, I can't interpret that sound. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard my truck go, er, before. So, but you know, it's just what I always tell guys on the phone is you're giving me your interpretation of a sound. 
that's not facts. It's, sure. you know, you're experiencing that. So let's get a log. Let's see where the truck goes. Any other information is going to be great. And I've had times where, like, we do logs, go on this wild goose chase with guys. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you the truck does this, too. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We're three days into this now. Right, <laughs> like, right. We gotta, so, I think that what a lot of people don't understand in data logging is what we want to see out of the truck, right. too, right? Like, you get guys that are, you know, uh, I guess, pussyfooting the truck yeah. around. It's like, well... You got it. You know. have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whatever <laughs> the truck's doing, record and duplicate. That's it. Right. <laughs> exactly. That. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's a big one. But uh, and and I don't want you know a half hour of data logging. Like I just. No, thank you. No. Well, let me let me jump back to the other side of this equation here. We talked about having supplies in the truck and having resources in the truck. Um, do either one of you who both drive in terrible winter weather at times? Do either of you actually check your winter supplies in the truck? Like, do you just assume four-wheel drive is always going to get you out of any situation? Do you just assume that you never drive far enough with the truck that you need any different supplies in the winter that you do in the summer? I mean, my 15 is the first four-wheel drive truck I've ever owned. And I checked that the four-wheel drive worked at the drag strip in October. So (laughs) (laughs) Maintenance done. Winter prep over. But I I went through all the fluids, you know, the diffs, uh, transfer case trans, you know, did an oil change, fuel filter change. Like, I did all that ahead of time. Do you carry any of the bullshit to, like, get you out of being stuck in the the snow? I have toe straps. Okay. Yeah, I got toe straps. Okay, if you got to get pulled out. I got a flare. You know, <laughs> what are you gonna do with a flare? You never know, dude. Yeah, you know, yeah, it hey, would be more likely for Steve stuck, to need a flare stuck yeah. in the middle of nowhere, yeah, yeah, right? Well, I'm just right. saying, do you have a flare in your truck, Steve? Definitely not. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. I got a case of beer though. So. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. High five! Yeah. High five! Right Good there. winter supply. Yeah, dude, I like that. That's yeah. slick. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. got to be prepared. Yep. Um, <laughs> got to stay warm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, um, I use four wheel drive. I don't know, probably like three times a week. So yeah, wow. if I mean, between hunting and um, and especially in the winter, driving through different winter situations, um, I'm using four wheel drive at least on a three day basis. Um, so I I know pretty quickly if it went out, um, and that's one of those things where if you're not using it, well, you're losing it. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> losing it. But um, yeah, I mean, I I can't say that I really uh, carry too much no you know i carry regular you know standard set of tools with me in the truck to get yeah. me get get around but that's about it okay just, just curious like yeah. i know growing up like my my dad was one of those old guys who was like big on like oh always carry a, two bags of kitty litter in case you get stuck in the snow like i literally never used it and also hate the smell of cat litter so like i would not do that yeah yeah that's but i do cool. know guys who Drive two-wheel drive trucks. They pile up the bed with sand yeah, I've never done or that salt either. bags, you know, to add the extra weight. You know what's actually amazing in the snow to get you out of different situations? What's that? Ashes from a fire. Really? Yeah. Better what? than anything out there. Better than salt. Better than sand. Really? Better than fucking kitty litter. <laughs> and, and, and ashes smell so much better. <laughs> I'm already smoking. Like a bag so. in your truck or something like that. Yeah. Just start chain smoking cigarettes and ash. <laughs> <Yeah. under your laughs> like, right, I got No, those. I'll just keep like a Ziploc bag. Steve said it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it actually works amazing. Really? Yeah. Blown away. Ice, That's... snow, whatever you need. Yeah, It'll get you out of any situation. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah I would have never thought of that. the fittest, man. Yeah. Canadian style. There you I go. Like Who would have thought we finally found some good advice right, to give exactly. to somebody? And we had to bring in right? a special yeah. guest to do it. Yes. <laughs> I hope I get a call today that this guy's truck got stuck. I'm be like, sir, <laughs> I have you. Do you <laughs> have any campfires nearby? <laughs> Can you build one and then recover the ashes? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, awesome, man. Well, hey, you know what? That's it's, it's a lot of fun talking about that. We definitely love the 
kind of getting a chance to get into some of these fictional stories yeah. where they, they show us a good example. They give us a chance to talk more about it. Hey, guys, it's if you eye-opener. like this new format, give, give us a message over at the podcast Facebook page. It's, of course, just Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook and everywhere else. Uh, but we'd love to hear some, some feedback and find out more from you. Speaking of that feedback, I'll just jump on this segue right over to WC Fab's from Facebook segment. No, nobody liked that. Okay. That's cool. Uh, they can't all be winners, guys. No, but, should I shake, should I but Bradley, Bradley, Justin McKenzie, his was a winner. Okay, cool. Read it uh, off. Yeah, let's read it away. Question for the podcast. I'm looking to upgrade my LBZ to a new dually. I'm not sure if I want to go with a brand new Power Stroke that would probably just get a tune and delete, or a local LB7 dually, then I could afford to do a built trans and a budget twin turbo kit. I know it's two radically different options, but I wanted your guys' opinions. This truck is going to be my daily that hauls my 40-foot gooseneck on the weekends. I'll probably go down the track or pull a sled from time to time. Looking forward to your response. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. All right, so that was Bradley Justin McKenzie uh, with a really good message. I think this is the reason I picked this one this week was because it just felt so common to me. Like we get these type of questions and I've had these type of ideas before. Do I want to get into a a project truck where I can customize it and kind of make it more my own? Or do I just buy something that's like new, do something very basic to it and just drive it forever? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Steve can probably relate to me, uh, you know, a year ago, you know, being in the office, I was in that same situation. Looking at buying a 150, 200,000 mile truck, knew it was going to need a trans, injectors, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, it was cheaper for me to just buy a newer truck. Yeah. Um, you could take one of these newer trucks, you know, as as Bradley's talking about his game plan, uh, a newer power stroke with just a tune. I mean, you're going to make relatively close to the same power as an LB7 with a built trans and a twin, t- and a twin kit. Right. Um, just rough numbers, you know, you were to get the dually for let's, you know, it's just even numbers, 10 grand, right? You're going to be another $10,000 into a trans and a turbo kit. Then you have to install Real fast. It. You don't know if the injectors are good or if the pump's good. Like that's also a bare minimum. The motor's going to have miles on it. Exactly. So now you're going to be 25, I'm just going to say 25, $30,000 into a truck that you will never get that money out of. Without a and built motor. With Right, right. I mean, yeah. it's a couple yeah, hundred yeah. thousand mile motor, I would assume. Or you get into a power stroke, you get a couple year old or any of the newer trucks. You know, you get into a couple year old, you know, 20, 30,000 mile truck, uh, throw a tuner on there. You're into one of those trucks for, let's say, 40, 45,000. That truck's not going to lose a ton of value. And if you do, you might take a $10,000 bath over, you know, five or six years. Yeah. But you also put 50, 60, 70, 80,000 miles on the truck, not put up 30,000 on a $10,000 truck and you'll never see that money again. Sure. And potentially have to put more money into it. Steve? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, we get questions like this sometimes from some of our local customers, and uh, I always go with the the new truck uh, unless there's you know, I I don't know. I I would say if the if the person is looking for some sort of project to keep them busy and they've got another vehicle, then completely maybe completely, completely different, different story. But for everyone else out there, the new truck is the way to go. Like yeah. you get a nice clean new truck yeah. it's 
nice ca- in cab experience yeah. and everything like that. You like, know the maintenance history. You know the seat records. that's all the like, way there, all yeah. the way across I mean, both right. butt cheeks. Yeah, you're yeah, which is hard to find in an LB7. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if it's gonna be like one of those older trucks, the guy that's gonna buy that and, and put the money into it, they're looking to build a purpose-built truck. They're it's their second or third vehicle. They're looking to make you know whether it's just a dedicated tow rig that they go on on trips and they're willing to put the money into it. Let's say, right? Or they're looking for a sled pull truck or a drag strip truck or just like a high horsepower street truck or you know they just they love the nostalgia of that older duramax and that's what they grew up around and that's what they had to have bradley hasn't described or brought any of that up he simply said like hey i want to have this type of power i'm looking to use the truck for this and i'm either going to go a or b right you Mm -hmm. know this isn't a second or third vehicle from what we know can i just say too like this is one of the few times i've ever recommended a power stroke but it's getting tougher to not recommend them um they're so nice just it, it, they are right, yeah. and like Steve, you're an old GM guy. You've yeah. always had always had uh, Chevy GMCs. Chris, you're a Dodge guy, no question there. Uh, I've always been much more partial to like the the GM side of things. Mm-hmm. But man, like 15 and newer Power Strokes, like if that's what you're comparing, pretty much any other truck out there to, just hard to beat. Can I just be yeah. honest? Like there, there I mean, are situations and purposes that I could see getting away from that, but like. For most guys, like especially like like Bradley here, like just hard to beat, man. Yeah, I mean we when we were doing the R and D, I know uh, back at UCC this year, I had the privilege of driving your truck, Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my really good buddies that we did some fo- uh, some photography with for the calibrated power stuff. He just bought an eighteen Lariat Ford. Yeah, um, I remember going to work and you know Nick was like, "So what do you think of the truck?" And I'm like, "There, this is the most complete truck out of the three. This mm-hmm. is the one truck that has the least amount of, you know, issues or, or setbacks or draw, you know, drawbacks with the truck. Yeah. Um, so it is really hard when I get guys on the phone and they're like, well, what would you do? Well, I drive a Ram. Uh, it's not because it's a Dodge. It's because it has a Cummins. That's just me. <laughs> um, but, you know, if if money wasn't an object and I could go and buy a new truck, like a brand new truck off the lot, I mean, it would be it would be really, really hard not to not to buy a Ford. Yeah. Now. Granite, you know, we have the introduction of the L5P support and stuff like that, but the L5Ps are a strong running truck as well. But I would have to say that the complete package, the Ford brings it. Well, yeah, and, and that's a, a great segue there, Chris, because we are going to be doing a – we're not sure if it's going to be a Diesel Insights or kind of yep. a podcast video, but you, uh, Nick, and, and you. myself yep. are going to go out and we're going to compare three – new generation diesel trucks yeah, yeah, so we gonna, might not be able to grab 2018 right. models for well, all three but i mean you know if you look at the dodge in general yeah, if you look at the dodge you know we're, we're primarily wanting to compare like a 15 and newer you know for the for the ford we're going to want to do the new bodies so 17 right. plus and then the duramax is a 17 plus l5 bone stock all three you know kind of get that real world you know seat of the pants feel like this is what to expect this is what you would get rolling off the showroom floor and then we're going to compare the two or compare the three i should say yeah it'll probably do like a checklist something to compare to and you know kind of get a couple different inputs on that so i'm excited that's going to be a lot of fun absolutely but hey we've been talking about l5p and wc fab and we got steve gad from motor ops in-house yeah the wizard I feel like we should probably also reference one of the reasons you're here today which is to talk about the l5p twin turbo kit yeah um, now you are on the tuning side of the world, so mm-hmm. so you're working with the calibrations and making this thing run right. Jason's obviously on the fabrication side of the world, where he's building it and making sure that the fitment works and it looks beautiful and all of those great things. Um, 
you two got to collaborate to make this thing actually move down the road, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. How has that process been? How long have you been involved on the R&D side of that twin turbo kit? Uh, I mean, well, Jason brought his truck and got the tunes done on it. And then, I, I mean, I think that, I believe that he had the twin turbo kit already fabbed up and ready to go like a while ago like last year at ucc yeah yeah i believe it was <laughs> last year at ucc and there's been a couple of uh changes that he's made to it just uh recently to um make everything uh work top uh, tip top but um i guess it's probably been about the last month or so yeah yeah Absolutely. Okay. So getting into that process, this is a truck that we know 550 horsepower tune only throwing a twin kit at it, a built trans behind it. What are you guys uh, expecting to see out of that twin turbo kit? Um, I mean, same thing you see out of any other twin turbo Duramax. I mean, the trucks just get up and go, um, you know, there's pretty much no lag to it or anything like that. Um, it's, uh, it's right around 700 horsepower uh, to the rear wheels, which is, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's pretty damn impressive. For <laughs> it. I mean, I mean, let's slap a twin kit on a Duramax right. and like, let's, no fuel system. Yeah. What? Like, yeah. Let's compare that. You know, you take any other RPO, any other Duramax, 700 horsepower, you're talking injectors, you're talking a pump, you're talking a lift pump, you're talking mm -hmm. a built trans. Some scenarios, some shops, they're going to recommend, you know, uh, you know, full elaborate, you know, piping kits and intercoolers and you name it. This truck literally has a, a transmission and a turbo kit. Yeah. 700 horse, over 1,400 foot pounds of torque. That yeah. is nasty. Yeah. You it's, know, it's pretty insane, man. Like, <laughs> it's a trip to drive for sure. And the fact that those trucks now have lift pumps in the tank, you don't even need a lift pump now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the fuel system, um, Moving away from Bosch is something that I, I certainly was nervous about when I first heard mm -hmm. uh, back when we were talking to banks about it. And anytime a, a big company like GM talks about bringing something in-house, I worry about diminishing quality. I, I think that's a pretty fair concern to have, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, so. you're going to mass produce it yourself on your own after you've been using Bosch for you know, 20 years or whatever. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. um, but no, I mean the the Denso pump, the Denso injectors, the, like you said, the lift pump in the tank. They really seem to be coming together. Uh, great heat control, just like traditional twin kits. I mean, are we starting to oh, yeah. run out of the fuel system and build up heat with this? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's some, uh, there's still some things to button up in, on the the tuning side of things, but um, I wouldn't say that we're pushing the limits or anything like that right now. Um, you know, with any twin kit, you're not really worrying about heat or EGTs or anything like that. Like, you know, you could. You know, that, that twin kit will probably have the capability of doing, you know, mid-sevens, high-sevens, whatever, um, depending on how, you know, what kind of fuel supply we have to back it with. But I don't really have any concern with it or anything anything like that right now. That's awesome, man. Who do you think would be a good match? Like, if, if I have a listener, we have listeners who are L5P owners, mm -hmm. who would be the right type of customer or the right type of truck owner to start shopping for a twin kit? Well, I... I guess it really de that that the answer to that question really depends. Um, if you could, you know, someone who's towing obviously a twin kit. Like if you're a religious heavy tower, then a twin kit is obviously for right. you, right? Um, if you're not and you're not happy with you know 
600 and uh, I think our, our performance students right around 625 on a stock turbo. If you're not happy with that, well then obviously the next step right. for you is a twin kit or something like that. Um, the L5P tuning is pretty fresh to the market. Um, there's a lot of other products that are going to be coming out as well. So like, you know, maybe, um, maybe you're waiting for a drop in VGT or something like that to, to come onto the market. Um, but I think that the ideal customer for a twin kit is, is definitely someone who's a religious heavy tower, um, or somebody who, you know, likes to look at that piping under the hood. I mean, it looks, <laughs> it looks really nice That's under true. there right now. Jason's done a fantastic job with it. Jason did do a really nice job. I mean, you pop the hood. I mean, it, other than the, like the, the extra colors, you know, the abnormal colors that Jason has the kit. Uh, if you were to do that kit, just gloss black and it would look factory. Yeah, you know he yeah. does a really really nice job with fitment and, and mm -hmm. the piping placement and things like that. So mm -hmm. we've seen some really janky kits, not from Jason, just homemade kits and stuff like that. And yeah, the past yeah. come into the shop, we're like, "What the hell is this?" That. And hey, not knocking on pie cut kits, right? <laughs> no, like you know what I mean? No, like where they slice yeah. all the little triangles I mean, I, and I map like them that. together. I, I like I, that. I, I dig it's, it. a, it's a look. But I mean, I've seen. I remember my first kit that I ever welded up on my old O one, like. I literally heat wrapped all the cold piping. Was that gross? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, I dig Jason, it. never hire me as a welder <laughs> <laughs> unless you like heat wrap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I dig it. Well, Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show today and helping us host this episode and talk a little bit about L5P twin turbo stuff. Yeah. Uh, any uh, shout outs you want to give out there? Uh, say hi to all of our uh, Canadian friends up north. Awesome, man. Well, good stuff. Well, guys, this has been Paul Wilson. Chris Emke. I'm Steve Gabb. Thanks for listening. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTutor.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Powerstroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. Who would have thought we finally found some good advice right, to give to exactly. somebody? And go. we had to bring in right? a special yeah. guest to do it. <laughs>